Hi there, and welcome to episode 30 of Talking Vartan, the Knights and Daughters of Vartan podcast. I'm Asped David Medzorian, about it at Lodge number one in Boston. It's good to be back with you after a few busy months, both personally and professionally. There's been a lot going on on this side of the microphone, some of which has uh, prevented my going to Armenia earlier this summer as I had hoped. But now everything's resolved, plane tickets are purchased, and in just a matter of days, I'll be on my way to Yerevan for an extended trip, which I'll talk about more at the end of this episode. But first, my conversation with our Avak Spadabet, Grand Commander Stephen Adams, about our recent virtual Avak Talij, involving Knights of Vartan delegates, yours truly included, from across the USA. Avak Spadabet, for the second year in a row, we have all gotten together, those of us who are delegates to the Grand Convocation, the Avak Talij. At the end of last year's, did you think that 12 months later we'd be doing this again, this way? Uh, short answer, no. <laughs> A long answer, I guess. You know, we've been doing this kind of day by day now and we've gotten used to the ups and downs. And I think, you know, we all thought that this was going to be over, but it's not. So we remain flexible and, uh, you know, we... We learned how to do it last year, and uh, I think it went pretty smooth again this year. Agreed, agreed. And I saw in the uh, some of the pictures that we were you were sending us some members of the Avaktivan in there. You basically had your command center there in what I'm assuming was your home. I saw a number of different computers all set up there, but uh, it, it all seemed to work technically very well. And uh, so practice makes perfect, I guess. Yeah, my uh, dining room, I guess, has been turned into the Avaktivan headquarters <laughs> for Zoom meetings. And uh, yeah, we had most of the Avaktivan was with me. I had a few that were out at their own homes. But we, you know, we learned a lot of things in doing large group meetings uh, on Zoom. And one of them is you got to have people next to you because even though I have a very large screen, you need to have people there watching because people are raising hands right. uh, either electronically or in person. And it just helps to have the eyes and ears watching. So my Avaktivan would yell out to me occasionally, you know, somebody wants to speak or mm -hmm. somebody's got their hand up. Yeah. Well, you can't um, see everybody so, at every moment. So exactly. It, it helps. To, the more eyes, the better. Yeah, even with my large, I think I get 49. I think that's the max. Oh, on bigger than mine. Okay, I have a 40. I, I was watching on a 43 inch screen. I'm looking at it right now. In fact, you know, I think you I think with with uh, Zoom, there's a limit, no matter how large your screen is to how many different people you can have on at one time. I think the limit is 49, but I might be wrong about that. 49. Yeah. So I would I would have to even on mine occasionally I would try to screens just because you see everybody. I mean, it's it's bad enough. We can't be in person, but to at least not be able to see him on Zoom and kind of once in a while you flip between screens just to see people that you're missing. Exactly. Now, every year, of course, the Grand Convocation takes place and it is a time for, in our case, the Knights of Vartan to discuss, debate at times, and then eventually to vote on different topics that affect, well, all of us in the coming year and the years ahead. What is it that you would like those members who were not able to attend as delegates to know about what happened. You know, it, it was very typical of a grand, of an Avak Talij grand convocation, going through the business of things, like you said, things that affect all of us, all of our lodges. I, you know, in that in that sense, I guess it was pretty normal. And so we did the whole thing and we did two days of three and a half hours per day. We actually finished a little bit early on the second day. Mm -hmm. 
after, when we finished a lot of the avaktiva, when we got up away from the table, of course, we're talking afterwards and people were saying that, you know, it, doing it on Zoom actually has some efficiencies to it. Uh, we can take we can take votes by using the Zoom polling. We take the vote in, in a matter of seconds. It, it goes so fast. They're going, isn't there a way we can use this in an actual in-person meeting? And I go, that's a good question. But in some ways, the efficiencies of the Zoom do make it attractive, even though you still want to see everybody in person. You know, I, we, of course, it's, it's actually nice to discuss things because there's a sense of to be able to discuss. And I don't want to say argue, but sometimes we do. But to be able to discuss and hear the passion and individuals voices as they rise to make their opinion known. Sometimes that doesn't really come off on a Zoom meeting. And it, it can be instrumental in conveying, you know, what they were trying to get across and and maybe influence the vote on, on something. Sure. But so you also it, you also gave plenty. You gave enough time. I mean, you gave especially on certain topics. Uh, you opened things up for discussion and, and people from coast to coast and in between were able to give their opinions on uh, on the matter. And uh, in some cases, and, I'm sh- and you even said this yourself. Yes, we could keep talking about this on and on and on. But. We have to stop at some point and uh, take a vote on this. To me, it didn't really inhibit anybody's uh, ability to speak their mind. Zoom does have its efficiencies, but at the same time, it's not the same. You know, it's it's not like you're all in the yeah. same room together looking each other in the eye. And uh, the truth is, too, that a lot of the discussion that goes on doesn't actually happen in the meeting. That's true. A lot of that- out in the hallway before you get to the meeting, after we leave the meeting, when you're sitting around at lunch or dinner, there's a lot more discussion that goes on talking about things. So I think doing it on Zoom does kind of force us to be a little bit more concise and a little bit more exact and trying to make our opinion known and then and then move on. That's one of the keys to keeping the meeting flowing is to keep on topic, to keep moving as fast as we can. Now, there's some other efficiencies of Zoom that a lot of people don't see that we've made use of for the past two years and that is, of course, we all know that in Zoom, you can record your meetings, right. which we do. And then we turn around and take those recordings. As soon as I finish the meeting each night, I take those recordings and I submit up, up to uh, a service called Otter. Otter would make an automatic transcription, an exact transcription of the entire meeting. It would be done that night. And that, that gets turned over to the Abed, who is making his minutes. Uh, he, and when he comes into doubt about something, he goes right back to the transcription it's all done, and it takes about an hour, I think, after the meeting to get the transcription all finished up, and uh, it makes it very efficient for the Avaktiv uh to record the minutes of the meeting, and uh, when there's questions or doubt, you can just go back right to the transcription and see what the words say. Absolutely, now, it's not, and it's obviously— not a perfect it, it, trans- Not perfect, but uh, it gets pretty close. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that, that means that you don't need to have a stenographer around who is literally writing everything down— and that, of course, then takes time to transcribe and get all of that back to you. We did cover a wide range of, of issues this year, as we always do. And many of those issues affect work that we are doing as both uh, an institution, the Knights of Vartan, and also the individual lodges in Armenia itself. Of course, because of the pandemic, uh, it's been very difficult for most of us to get to Armenia. Boy, I can sure attest to that. But now hopefully, you know, some of us will have a chance to be there very, very soon. But what have these last 18 months uh, meant in terms of our being able to do our work in our motherland? And do you see or at least hopefully foresee any positive changes in that in the months ahead? 
so the work of the Knights of Vartan is actually in, in two separate arenas. We have the work that we do in our local communities, and then we have the work that we do in Armenia. So those are both vitally important. And I don't want to put one over the other because they're, they're both needed and they both are important to the Knights of Vartan. We do want to be working in our local communities, supporting our churches, supporting the Armenian schools and, and being active in the community. I mean, that's one of the, the key features of, of a knight is being active in their community. So, you know, and not that, just the Armenian community either. Right? No, I mean, we have they have we have lots of places where local lodges are working in their communities. And then we've got the work in Armenia, which, you know, over the past year and a half has been a little bit more difficult. But there is still work going on. We still have lodges that have projects over there uh, working with the schools. Um, we still have our scholarships that we give out uh, for the universities in Armenia. So there, there is still a lot of work, and we are now entering some new work that will be undertaken. You know, in the past, we've had our the Armenian Schools Project, and there are some now new projects now that are beginning to come to light that we're just starting. We just found out about uh, right before the uh, Grand Lodge started. So we're, we're investigating some new projects that hopefully we'll be able to get out to lodges soon to undertake some, some new work in Armenia. The work that is going on there now, and I know that our, our liaison in Armenia, Kohar Palian, has been uh, very effectively illustrating what these projects are through photographs. There have been articles and things of that sort, and I've talked to a number of people uh, who have been personally involved in the projects over there. Everything from school renovations to housing and, and all sorts of things with help, you know, helping out with local families. And of course, dealing with the aftermath of last September's 44-day war and uh, even more recent skirmishes than that. And of course, Armenia, like the rest of the world, is dealing with the COVID-19 pandemic. Has it made uh, our efforts much more difficult? How do you see it from what you've been able to learn? I don't think so. I think our work kind of continues on pandemic or no pandemic. The work continues to, to move forward. Granted, the, the pandemic makes it difficult for us here. You know, even though we have lodges meeting on Zoom, things just work smoother when you can be there in person at a meeting and discuss and, and take on new projects. So I think it's made things a little bit more difficult, but the work still goes on, pandemic or no pandemic. We still have projects over there, you know, whether we're supporting a, a Fuller House construction or a school or scholarships uh, for universities, that work just continues on whether there's a pandemic or not. I know that uh, changing the subject for just a moment, as of this recording, which is the fourth week of August, when do you feel that lodges will or should be able to resume in-person meetings and uh, what will be the requirements for that? Well, I, I don't know. You tell me, when is this pandemic going to end? <laughs> so really, so, it's, it's still a waiting game then at this point. So we have, I think uh, what I'm seeing is some of our smaller lodges have been beginning to meet in person again. The larger ones, I think it's probably going to take a little bit of time. Uh, I know even my own lodge here in Fresno, I'm not sure what we're going to do in September yet. I think that if that uh, if the Delta variant hadn't risen its head, that by now I think we anticipated meeting. Everybody was probably going to be meeting in person again. Mm -hmm. But under the current situation, I, I'm not sure um, right now. It it's may delay us, and you know, it's just like everything else going on in our new pandemic world, we're just going to play things by ear and kind of see how things go. It could vary from region to region as possible. 
you know, depending on, on how bad the situation is in local, you know, local areas. Several months ago, we were, I, I think many of us, if not most of us, thought that we would be living the new normal. What advice do you have as we enter this fall of 2021 in terms of getting encouraged and, and getting excited and getting out there and getting the job done? What, what do you have to say to the members who were not able to hear you on the, uh, the virtual convocation? Well, I, I, think, I think we've learned pretty well how to uh, survive in this pandemic world and that's on Zoom or Meet, whichever the platform they use. Uh, so, and I think we've become pretty adept at using these new technologies. And let me tell you, these technologies are not going to go away when the pandemic finishes. No, I, no, no, not at all. I, you know, we had committee meetings getting ready for the Grand Lodge. Uh, and committees had members across this country who were meeting on Zoom prior to the Grand Lodge meeting to do the work of the committees, whether it was a budget committee or an auditing committee. You know, those committees were were working uh, via Zoom. And I, this is not going to go away. I think we've become pretty adept at it. The only thing I need to that I, I, I get a little concerned about. So I'll never forget the first time. So I'm on my local parish council. And we decided that we were going to meet in person starting a couple of months ago. And so the night I had a meeting, it's like, oh, <laughs> I got to get dressed. You know, mm-hmm. I got to get a car. I've got to drive over to the meeting. And it's like, I just can't pop on Zoom. And in a sense, Zoom has kind of made us, I hate to say, a little lazy. Mm. But it's it it's an easy way to just run over to my computer and pop the screen on and say, I'm, and I, I'm in the meeting. Exactly. Uh, and I never left my house. So uh, I know what that's like. I'm a videographer and photographer and audio engineer. And so I'm always out on location. And yep. boy, I haven't done a heck of a lot of that in the last year and a half. It's it's beginning to change now. But, uh, you know, I, I have a studio here, which is now all set up for both live television, live streaming and all of that. And it was a necessity. It had to be done. And yeah. so you do adapt as, as we have. Yeah. Now let's look ahead uh, just a, a couple of weeks from now. Um, God willing, if uh, everything continues to, uh, to hold out and, and the situation in Armenia remains stable, we will be for the first time since 2019 getting together for our Veratats Haidenik, for those who will be joining us in Armenia. This will be number five, if I'm not mistaken. So give us a little bit of a preview as to what uh, those of us who will be there uh, will be seeing and doing and uh, why you feel trips like this are so important to us. Well, I think it, it brings our connection and the work that we do over there down kind of to ground level. So we can actually go visit a school. We can visit some of the projects that we do have going over there. And of course, a lot of us are excited to go visit our new office. Uh, we moved our offices this year in uh uh, Armenia. And so our liaison is now housed uh, in the Marriott. Uh, so we're really excited to go visit the new office and see what's, you know, how things are set up over there now. So I think it's important because it, um, those of us that go, well, you know, it's not just seeing everything there, but it's when you come back and you start telling people what you see. And it brings that level of excitement down to our local lodge levels of, you know, I saw what was going on over there, and this is why it's important. You can speak to it firsthand, so you can, you see it, and and then you can talk to it. And I think that's important. It brings a level of excitement back to the local lodges for those that go and then, and then come back here. And all the photos and videos and articles that may be written may do a very 
terrific job in terms of uh, illustrating what we did, but it's very difficult to convey the emotion of what one feels when they are actually there. And as you know, my parents, uh, in addition to, I believe, the first three of the Veritas Haydniks, they'd been going to Armenia since the 1970s, and they come back changed every time they go because it is just, it's a life-changing experience. It was for me the very first time I went there, which was 10 years ago. And I know, I think your first time there was, uh, was it in the 1980s? Yeah, 88. 88, okay. And uh, in fact, it was just not, it was not long before the earthquake. Yeah, it was just a few months before the earthquake. It was actually during the the Karabakh demonstrations. Yes. The opera house. I, I was in those I got to, got to witness them firsthand. So it's interesting. You say you come back changed every time you go, but I think that also comes from the fact that the country's changing. Uh, Very true. You know, when I when you go year by year, especially if there's gaps, all of a sudden you go back and you say, "Oh my gosh, look at the changes." And I think it's important for the for us in the diaspora to go to the homeland, and I, I think it gives some encouragement there too that you know there are Armenians in the diaspora that care deeply about what's going on over there. You raise Typical. an excellent point there, Avak Swadabit, and, and forgive me for the, for the interruption. Uh, the fact that it's important, I believe, uh, I've heard you say this before too, that the, that the people in Armenia know that they are not alone, that they know that we in the Knights and Daughters of Vartan care about their well-being and we are willing to, you know, to do what we can on their behalf. Yeah, I, you know, it's... Um, we're not a huge organization. You know, we we try to do what we can. And then hopefully through our individual members and their work in other organizations, maybe we kind of expand the work of the Knights to, to be able to help out. But I, I think it does show some encouragement, uh, especially in this time right now that, you know, people want to go there. And of course, we're going as tourists, essentially. But people always ask me, say, are you going for work or are you going for pleasure? I go, well, it's a little bit of both, I guess. Really? Uh, You know, we've got some work that we want to do over there. I think going and visiting the projects, visiting the office is some work. And we do also have, you know, face it, we have fun when we go too. Of course. Uh, So it's, it's not just all work. I mean, I'll be going, I'll be there before the rest of you are, and I'm actually going to be spending a few days in uh, Tavush in Bert, and uh, I'll be uh, shooting some video up there for a a local women's support center, and uh, Mm -hmm. then we'll be coming back to Yerevan and joining the rest of you for the orientation and the, the various trips that we'll be taking in the days following. Let me get back as we wrap things up here right now. And uh, by the way, we will have uh, plenty of coverage for you on the Talking Vartan podcast on uh, our trip to Armenia, uh, including a special diary from the homeland, which I'll be uh, submitting myself and uh, look for lots of photos and lots of uh, lots of coverage uh, during our trip and afterwards, of course. But um, let me ask you, uh, Avak Spadabed, as we as we wrap things up right now, and that is that uh, and this was something that you talked about at the end of our virtual convocation, and that is uh, the need for members. You know, it's it's difficult when you are not getting together face-to-face and seeing each other as often as we used to and all of that to try and get new members because, uh, you know, if it's just you're looking at somebody on a screen, it's not the same thing as actually being there and talking to them and seeing what they do and, and feeling that brotherhood and uh, hearing and, and eventually, you know, visiting the different places where we are doing work. And yet, uh, without the membership, there would be no Knights of Vartan. And so um, talk a little bit about, as, as we uh, prepare to close here, about um, 
our need for, for new members and uh, what you hope that our colleges across the country will, will do in the months ahead to try to, uh, to bring in new people because it's so important. Well, of course, if you think about it, our organization is over 100 years old. We don't have any original members from 100 years ago. <laughs> I mean, of course, they, you know, we, they, they pass on and the organization has to be filled with new members. I mean, that's the blood, the lifeblood of any organization is its membership. So the fact is that if those original members, the founding fathers, hadn't brought new members in, we wouldn't have an organization now. True. And that's the same thing goes for us today, that if we don't bring in new members, we're not going to have another organization, um, you know, 100 years from now. So it is along with the projects that we do, if we think that's valuable, if we think we have a purpose and a service, then an important part of that is I need to figure out how to perpetuate myself. Right. Uh, how do we keep this organization going? Uh, and that's your new members. So I always encourage our, our brothers and sisters out there to continue to look for, for good members to keep this organization going. You know, my favorite saying is, uh, Vartan Mamagonian didn't go to battle with six generals. He had a whole army behind him. It takes an army to do what we're going to do. Yes, we've got leaders out there in the community in each of our lodges, but they need armies behind them to, to do what we do. I think what Knights of Barton is one of the very few grassroots organizations across the United States in, in the way of uh, Armenian organizations that has membership like this from the bottom up. Uh, and, and I think that's very important. That's where you get them. I mean, my father, when uh, he, my grandfather, what am I saying? My father, my grandfather had joined Adarat Lodge generations ago. He was one of the first members of Adarat Lodge to, uh, to join up and he stayed with them for until he, until his death in 1982. And then my father and then me, and then, um, you know, hopefully my son, who I hope is not hearing me right now, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it, it's really important that, that it continues and, uh, our work really with each passing year becomes even more and more important. And so that's why uh, it is important that we all do our best as members, not just the leadership, but uh, all of us individuals as members to, uh, to try to bring in new members who will uh, bring honor and uh, continue the work of our organization. Last thing I'm going to ask you before we say goodbye, and that is that uh, we also have a new Avagdirui in the night in the daughters of Vartan. Um, yes. Gloria Korkorian, I know you know her. She has been uh, in the Daughters for many, many years. And uh, yes. she, in fact, um, was Dirui uh, of Zabel Otiag in Michigan, in Detroit, and uh, was one of, it, well, she was the main organizer of the 2018 Grand Convocation that was held in Dearborn, Michigan that year. And so uh, my, my last question is simply, um, do you see any um, collaborations uh, or any particular type of collaboration between the Knights and Daughters in the year ahead? Oh, absolutely. Abak Dirui and I have already discussed some things, so we've already been talking. Uh, yeah, I think, we, you know, we go hand in hand, you know, so there's no question that, uh, you know, we'll, we work together, we'll continue to work together to, uh, you know, look for new members, look for new lodges, look for new daughters of Vartan, because I think we, the, uh, the work we do together helps strengthen both of us. Indeed it does. Indeed it does. Avak Spadabed, uh, Stephen Adams, thank you so much for talking to us today from your home in California. And uh, it's very pleasing for me to be able to say that uh, I'll be seeing you very soon in Yerevan. Yep, looking forward to it. 
My special thanks to our Grand Commander, Avak Spadabed Stephen Adams, who spoke to us from his home in California. Now in July, a few weeks before the Knights got together for their virtual convocation, the daughters of Vartan delegates got together online for their annual Geraguin Jorov. We're looking forward to having Avak Didui Gloria Kokorian as a guest on the Talking Vartan program later this fall. Speaking of trips, next year's Grand Convocation will hopefully bring us all together again, God willing, and Glendale, California will be the place. It's being called the Highway to L.A., and there will be much more about Grand Convocation 2022 in the months ahead. I'll also have extensive coverage of the Knights and Daughters of Vartan Veritat's Heidenik No. 5, which gets underway on September the 18th. The official Knights and Daughters trip will last eight days, and there will be a lot to see and do, and we're going to cover it all with both sound and pictures. You'll want to check the Knights and Daughters of Vartan Facebook page for photos and other material that I'm sure you will all enjoy. I'll be in Armenia both before and after the Veratats Heidenik. In addition to the locations that the Knights and Daughters of Vartan will be visiting, I will personally be traveling to other parts of Armenia, including the northeastern province of Tavush, and a city that many of you know and perhaps have even visited. I'm talking, of course, about Bert. Holds a very special place in the hearts of my family. I'll be spending some time there, shooting and producing some video material, and spending time with people who have come to be dear friends, even though we have not yet met face-to-face. But I'm glad to say that this will soon change. As always, for the latest Knights and Daughters of Vartan news, check out our extensive media resources, our website at kofv.org, plus our many social media outlets. Our Facebook page, as I've already mentioned, plus Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Of course, we can't leave out our quarterly digital and print publication, Avadide. All of our Knights and Daughters of Vartan media resources are managed by our fantastic liaison in Armenia, Gohar Palyan. You can reach our liaison at knightsofvartan at gmail.com. You can also listen to and download all of our 30 Talking Vartan podcasts, and there are lots of ways to do so. You will find them anywhere that you go for your podcasts, or you can find them on the Talking Vartan Facebook page, the Knights and Daughters of Vartan Facebook page, and the Knights and Daughters of Vartan website. Just click on the podcast link at the bottom of the homepage. And of course, I always want to hear from you regarding your comments or questions and even criticisms of the Talking Vartan podcast. You can reach me at talkingvartanpodcast at gmail.com. Say that once again, talkingvartanpodcast at gmail.com or through the Talking Vartan Facebook page. Well, that will do it for this edition of the Talking Vartan podcast. Our next episode will originate, I'm so excited to say, from Armenia, so stay tuned for that. Special thanks, as always, to Mal Barsamian for our theme music, Lorki Lorki, from his album, One Take, Armenian Dance Tunes. Talking Vartan, the Knights and Daughters of Vartan podcast, is the exclusive property of the Knights and Daughters of Vartan and Osped David Medzorian. Any use of this program without the expressed written permission of both parties is prohibited. It was Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. who said, Everybody can be great because everybody can serve. Thank you for your service to the Knights and Daughters of Vartan. I'm Asped David Medzorian. Shonoragalen, Sirali Paregamner.